this isn't about me. This is about my audience. This is about the people that I am so lucky to be able to serve, to be a voice to. And this is my chance to just make their day a little bit better or teach them something new or, you know, for visual artists, like I get to open people's eyes or minds up to this thing that's never existed before. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Creative Chats. It's the podcast for artists, makers, and content creators, where we talk about creativity, the creative process, and story. I'm your host, Mike Brennan. You can connect with me over on Instagram. I'm at MikeBone. And you can check out some of my work on my website, which is MikeBrennan.me. I'd also love to have you be part of our online Facebook group. It's a private group called Daily Creative Habit. And if you go to dailycreativehabit.com, you can request to join the group. It's a bunch of creatives from all types of expressions who are showing up to say, I want to be more consistent with my creativity and craft. And we would love to have you part of that group today. So head on over to dailycreativehabit.com and I look forward to seeing you in the group. Now, this week is Thanksgiving here in the United States. And I love Thanksgiving, not only because of turkey and time with family, a little bit of a rest built in, the holidays coming, but I also love the parade in New York City, and I just love the reminder to be thankful, to be grateful. And even if you're not in the United States or you're listening to this at some other point and it's not even close to Thanksgiving, I think it's always appropriate to be thankful and grateful. And so... Maybe this is your reminder right now to be grateful, to be thankful for the things that are in your life, the people that are in your life, and not focus so much on lack or need or struggle or striving, but to realize that no matter where you are, no matter what's going on in your world, you have blessings, you have things to be thankful for. And I know all of our stories are different and all of our situations are different, but it's when we can train ourselves to look for those moments to be thankful for that truly make the difference and help us to not get stuck in cycles of thinking that drag us down, but in being optimistic and being the type of person that we truly desire to be and be around, I think. So I'm thankful for you for listening to this podcast, for coming on this journey with me, for the art or the uh, whatever the creative expression is that's in your life, whatever that causes you to produce and put out into the world, I'm thankful for that because it's not only for you, but it's for the world around you. And only you can do it the way that you do it. So keep showing up. Keep creating your art. Now for this week's episode, I sit down with Samantha Lee Wright now, Samantha has created an incredible podcast, and not only that, but she also teaches others who are interested in starting a podcast, and you know, she has this Pineapple Podcast Academy that we talk about on the podcast a little bit uh, towards the end. Be sure to pay attention to that. I'll put a link in the show notes if you're interested in connecting with Samantha and learning from her on how to create a podcast. And I know this is a little bit like meta, right? Uh, and I don't mean like the Facebook meta thing, but um, <laughs> we're talking about podcasts and creating podcasts on a podcast. 
Um, but we we talk about the importance of building a platform, finding an audience. And Samantha's story is really great because she starts in a place where she was trying to fulfill a need that she saw in her own life. And maybe you find yourself there today where how you're showing up and what you're doing to show up is because you see that there's a need or a problem you're trying to solve for yourself. And I think that's a great way to create something that's authentic and something that you can really speak into with authority, uh, even if you're just starting out. So without further ado, here is my creative chat with Samantha Lee Wright. Well, Samantha Lee Wright, welcome to Creative Chats Podcast. I'm excited to have you here today. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So fellow podcaster, uh, we're going to be talking about podcasting today. I love it. Uh, it's a little meta, right? <laughs> talking about podcasts on a podcast. Um, exactly. <laughs> but uh, before we go too far, why don't you just give our listeners a little snapshot of who you are, what you do? Sure. So um, I'm I'm a mom of two, and and that's kind of how my journey started as a podcaster uh, when my babies were young. Well, my my first was about uh, two years old, and then I was pregnant with my second, and um, and we were just really really struggling financially. It was just kind of that rat race of you know my husband working low cost construction jobs, me stuck at home because I didn't have a college degree. The cost of uh, the cost of childcare was so high. It was like, well, can't I can't leave the home? I have to stay home with the babies, right? So I needed to find a way to, you know, work from home, do something in the cracks of momhood. You know, it's like five minutes right. here and ten minutes there, or they're napping. Let me <laughs> jump on the computer, and um, and I just I through that I found my way to podcasting. I was like, I've always loved the medium always been a fan of podcasting. And then when I, when I found something that I was really passionate about and I saw as an opportunity of, of building a business around it, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start a podcast around this one thing. And that one thing was essential oils. So just a very, very niche, very stereotypical mom in the carpool lane, you know, smelling right. like patchouli being like, y'all need these oils. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that was how I kind of found myself being now uh, the voice to a lot of that community, uh, the voice of that stereotypical mom stuck at home who wants to be healthy, wants to raise her kids healthy, live that non-toxic lifestyle. And and I get to do that for my career now. And that's, it's such a blessing to be able to do that. Mm, that's awesome and amazing. I love how it, it rose up out of, you know, the personal need that you had in your situation. Uh, it wasn't just like, hey, you got struck with this idea and said, let me go explore this. But rather it was at those crossroads of like, you know, I need to do something here uh, personally. Right. And Necessity is the mother exactly. of all. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I'm wondering, <clears throat> was... Was there anything in your past that like helped you help prepare you for this? I mean, like as a kid, were you pretty outgoing? Were you involved in like things like plays and things as far as being out in front of people? Or was this kind of like a you really had to lean in and, and train yourself to be comfortable with, you know, being on a podcast and being kind of the voice in front of people? 
Right. Right. Um, in a lot of ways, no, absolutely not. So I I'm an identical twin and with a lot of identical twin pairs, you'll see one is the very outgoing one and one's more the shy one. And I was definitely more the shy one. Um, we both loved theater. We, we were into theater in high school and whatnot, but I was always behind the scenes. I was the one like making the sets and, you know, building trees out of wood or, uh, doing carpentry or painting set painting. And if I ever had to be on the stage, I would get so sick. I would just get nauseous. I hated it so much. We actually, we would both do piano recitals growing up as kids and piano recitals. I would, I would get there and I'd like put my hands on the keys and then I could just feel all the family, you know, just watching me (laughs) and my whole, my whole body would start to shake. And I just would like shakily play the piano in front of people. (laughs) I hated it. So terrible, terrible stage fright. But I will say that's one thing that really led me to um, really fall in love with the idea of podcasting is because I didn't have to go on camera. It's just a voice thing, you know? And so if for some reason, no one is watching me, it's taken me a very long time to warm up to this camera talking, you know, in person Um, that took a lot of years of practice. But with podcasting, I was like, I could just kind of hide behind my microphone. I could hit record. I could talk and be like, oh, that was crap. Delete it. Talk again. (laughs) You know, and so that flexibility of not having to be on camera and being able to edit it myself so that I didn't feel the pressure of, you know, nailing it the first time or something. Those factors, um, they really helped me a lot. And then in some regard, too, I grew up very creatively, like as a kid, me and my sisters, I have an older sister, an older sister as well. We had my mom's VHS camera, you know, those like big (laughs) VHS recorders. We grew up with one of those in the house. And our favorite pastime was just to make movies. We would just make movies on this VHS camera. And that this was back when there was no iMovie. There was no way to edit your films besides you would hit the record button and then you, you know, rewind it on the tape if you wanted to redo something or cut something in and then re-record. And so we would just... (laughs) We would have so much fun and be very creative um, with that. And I ended up actually going to art school for college. Uh, Long story short, only went for three semesters, had a total creativity meltdown, dropped out, blah, blah, blah. But at art school, I did learn, you know, a lot of basic computer skills like learning iMovie or the idea of sound editing. I didn't get a lot of practice with it, but I was at least exposed to it enough to be like, Oh, I can figure this out. You know? And I was always, I always grew up with that sort of, I'll figure it out kind of attitude. If there's something that I really wanted to do, I'd be like, okay, I don't know this skill, but I'll learn it. How hard could it be? Right. Right. (laughs) You know, it's funny. I found that a lot of people that I talk to who adopt that mentality of let me just get in there and figure it out. Those are the people who tend to be able to adapt quicker and gather the skills or meet the people who have the skills or figure out the way forward like not letting whatever might seem like a roadblock get in the way of a great idea, you know? Yeah, there's, absolutely. There's, there's something uh, about, you know, this, this whole idea too, of, of just getting in there, starting it. And I'd love to dial back to the time at which you were first starting the podcast. Like what were some of the things that you were experiencing as far as even your own internal talk? And like, did you feel like, 
you know, is this is something you could do? Were you experiencing any like imposter syndrome, any of those kind of things happening? I mean, what, what was the, the mental state like in the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. Funnily enough, that's not a real word, is it? Funnily <laughs> enough, but, um, I, I didn't have a big sense of imposter syndrome yet. I think I had that perfect dose of naivety where I was mm-hmm. like, I was just doing my thing. And, um, and I think it helped that I was creating a podcast for people just like me, you know, so I didn't feel like I was faking it. I didn't feel like I was, um, you know, putting on a show because I was just genuinely making a podcast that I myself would have wanted to listen to as well. And I think that that, that helps a lot get past. If you start a podcast just because you feel like, oh, this will take off. This is a good idea. No one's doing Mm -hmm. this yet, or this can make a lot of money. It's not to say you can't make a successful podcast that way, but I think there is a level of, um, of, you know, being true to yourself and being genuine as a host of your show that your audience members really pick up on and they really enjoy, they really enjoy hearing a host who is where they are at and can give them the kind of content and guidance that, that they're looking for as well. So I didn't have a lot of that fear, but I was very new to like marketing sales. I'd never really run a successful business before. So a lot of those aspects for me were, I just felt like I was flailing, but I kept going. And, and I was, I was just kind of naive about the whole thing was just like, let's see where this goes. Yeah. So in terms of the marketing things, was that something that you like going in, you knew, okay, this is a piece of it that has to be in place and then just kept trying different things to see what would work? Or did you surround yourself with people who could speak into you in that way? It was a combination, like what'd that look like? Yeah, it was a lot of what you just said, have uh, surrounding myself with people who were speaking into that um, in the form of podcasts too. So I was just obsessively listening to all the business podcasts, marketing podcasts, like Shalene Johnson's Build Your Tribe, like Save My Life. Like I Like her podcast, especially the early years, just had such great advice for someone just like me, someone who was trying to run a business from home. Um, Because yeah, I knew I needed to have smart marketing elements in place because I wasn't doing this just for fun. It was fun, but I really needed it to make money. I mean, that was really the requirement. If I was going to take time away from my kids, if I was going to spend, you know, $80 on a microphone instead of pay, you know, $80 for good nutritious food for my kids, like it had to be worth it. And, um, and so I wanted to be really smart in the beginning. So listening to Shalene Johnson, um, you know, Pat Flynn, John Lee Dumas, you know, all the kind of business gurus that were on podcasts at that time and creating podcasts that I'm so grateful for. I'm so grateful for those leaders who were making that kind of content where they're giving away all this amazing advice for free, you know, and of course they have things you can buy and that's part of their, their marketing plan is to give you great content for free, build your trust, then hopefully, you know, buy their course or something. But, you know, I was so poor at the time. I was like, sorry guys, I can't buy any of your products, but thanks for all the free advice. I'm going to take that and I'm going (laughs) to do with it what I can. Yeah, totally. And I think that's, that's where you, you know, you figure out as you go, and as you're able to afford things, then you start to invest in some of those pieces. But early on, you're right. It is a lot of gathering as much as you can. And there is such a wealth of free content out there that, oh, um, so much. you know, it, I mean, unlike any other time, 
it's just ready at your fingertips. And so for people not to take advantage of that is foolish, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you're struggling with an aspect of your business, just type into your podcast app, you know, how to build an email list or how to create uh, your first online product, you know, whatever that thing is that you feel like is holding your, you back. I guarantee you there's, there's content out there on your podcast app. If that's your preferred, I love learning through audio. So that's my preferred method. So whatever your preferred method is, it, it is out there, find it, listen to it, ingest it, and then take action. That's, yeah. that's the important part. For sure. For sure. So I'm wondering how did your podcast evolve over time? Um, like even creatively, were there things that you thought, okay, I started in this place, but this is no longer serving me, or I'm now knowing that there's a better way to do something, or you wanted to just maybe switch format up? Like, did you encounter any of those kind of things? Yeah, a little bit. I've definitely changed the format up. Uh, over time a little bit, but not a ton. I will say that's one thing from the beginning. I was always a big fan of other podcasts that had very clear formatting in place. I, I'm not I'm not drawn to the podcasts that kind of are all over the place in that way. And so I, I like the ones where I know, okay, each episode is going to be about this long. I can expect to hear this or that or whatnot. And so, um, and as a creative person that's wearing all the hats too, having just your go-to formula of format for your show can, can save you a lot of time and save you a lot of brain juice too. So you, you just know what you need to, to do. Right. But I've definitely added in things over the years. Like we used to have, um, I used to do in the beginning of my show, just this, what we call the DIY dugout section, where we'd read a recipe that was submitted by a listener. And then I, I kind of get kept hearing feedback over the years of people like, Oh, I want to hear more about your favorite oils, Sam. Like what oils do you use every day? So I added in a section now where it's like, before we start the show, I'm going to share my favorite oil of the past week. And that was, um, people really liked that when I started mm -hmm. doing that. But other than that, I've actually had the same intro music, same sound effects since, uh, since day one. So that was December of 2015 that I launched. So it's been a while, but, uh, still use it. Nice. Yeah. Well, I guess there's that, that whole thing. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. <laughs> For sure. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I will say one thing that has changed and this, this kind of keeps, you can, my listeners can tell in my mind, you know, like how, when I change my mind, how much I want to talk about one specific brand of essential oils as my show started from a place of really just wanting to promote this one brand of oils. And that's what my show was produced for. It was produced for that community of people. And then over the years, I, I sort of got a little smarter in my marketing and a little bit more sales savvy to be like, oh, if I keep shoving this down people's throats, it's not going to work. And so I've learned to kind of rein that back and make it more of an inviting show for anyone who wants to learn about oils versus just this like one brand. So I think that's probably the biggest things that sort of ebbed and flow over the years. Mm, yeah. And what's the name of the podcast? Uh, the Essential Oil Revolution. Awesome. Yeah. So if anybody is listening right now and they're thinking, this is something that I want to check out, be sure to, to hop on over and uh, listen. Um, just curious too, like what, what happens to like, as far as growth and scaling, right? Did you experience like a right away thing because you're auto automatically tapping into, you know, the audience who you said, you know, I'm representative of this group of people. Uh, I'm one of them. Right. Were you able to attract 
a tribe, so to speak, quickly? Or was this something that grew over time, you know, just as you continue to add things and get out there? Yeah. Well, in the beginning, to me, it felt like it was growing really quickly. Like I remember when I, when I got my first 50 downloads, I was like, oh my gosh, 50 people have listened to my show. And then I remember when we got 500 downloads and I think, I can't remember when that was, I want to say it was a couple weeks in, you know, like, so a couple weeks in, I was like, oh my gosh, 500 people. And then it just seemed like it just kind of kept slowly building. Like over the first year, I'd say it was just, it was constant growth. And until I started re- and then I hit 1 million downloads and I was like, oh my gosh. And now we're at 5 million downloads. So looking back, um, you know, it's to, to me, it felt really quick, but those numbers in comparison now and compare and compared to other shows too, it's like, oh, 50 people, big whoop. But for me, it was like 50 people. That's amazing. And, and that's one, one thing I've always come back to is, you know, don't focus too much on the numbers, focus on the quality of the people that you're attracting and serve those people really, really well. So it didn't matter to me if there was 50 people, you know, or 5 million downloads, I was going to serve that, you know, one person who's showing up to my podcast every day. Um, but I was very blessed in the fact that in the beginning, I, I was able to land some pretty big guests and I was very intentional about that. And I worked really hard to get those, those big names in my industry onto the show. And every time I would get one of those big names, um, and they would share the episode, then I would see, you know, a significant increase and then another big guest, another significant increase and kind of on and on and until it built. And in that community, you know, can the word of mouth spread pretty quickly, quickly from there until I, you know, basically hit a plateau about it, about two years in, I got about 10,000 downloads per episode, about 10,000 followers per episode, and kind of, kind of stayed there a bit. Um, and now I'm working on some new marketing efforts to, to try to push that up even more. Hmm. So if somebody's listening right now and they have their own podcast and they're thinking, okay, I want to employ some strategies that can be helpful to grow my audience. What are some things that you suggest that people try? Yeah. The first piece of advice I'll give is try to book yourself on other people's podcasts and other podcasts that overlap with your industry or your niche as much as possible. Like for example, this episode, this interview I'm doing with you doesn't really overlap with, I'm not expecting a lot of people going, oh man, I got to listen to this chick's essential oil podcast, right? Because that's that's just, we don't share a similar audience in that way. You know, I'm here more um, to share my love of podcasting and the the transition that I've made into teaching other people how to podcast now. Um, and, and that's the key. You got to understand, you can't just do an interview on any podcast and expect growth. You have to do it on the right shows that share a similar enough audience overlap that, that, that audience is going to hear about your show and be like, Oh, I got to listen to that now and doing the interview well enough so that people will be running to connect with you. So leaving people with a lot of actionable content, a lot, leave people feeling like, oh man, that person just left me with this great advice or made me feel this certain way. And now I really want to go hang out with them more because that's really what it is to listen to someone's podcast is to hang out with them. Right. And yeah. so keep that in mind when you're interviewing on other, uh, on other shows 
is like that Maya Angelou quote, you know, people aren't going to remember what you said. They'll remember how you made them feel. So keep that in mind when you're on other people's shows or uh, what Marie Forleo calls other people's platforms, right? So if you're struggling to grow your audience because you don't have a base of people yet who are following you, who has a base of people, who has a platform that overlaps with your, uh, with your intended audience. And then how can you provide value to that audience on that other person's platform? Yeah. Yeah. That's smart for sure. Um, and I like the, 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 um, thought of just really linking arms with somebody else who can, you can maybe compliment or just you're rowing in the same direction, um, and serve the same audience, you know, and really at the end of the day, that's really what it is. Well, that's what it all comes down to is, is just bringing the value to people, making sure that you're providing stuff that are as helpful for their journey and for their experiences. Um, and you know, that's been my experience of when you can speak into somebody's life that way, that's when they're there with you. You know, that's when they can't wait to show up again and again and say, you know what, what else do you have this week? Because, um, you're a voice in my life. You're, you're somebody who's helping me along achieve my goals. And, uh, that's so, so valuable. Yeah. And that's what I love about podcasting, right? I mean, I'm sure you have that same appreciation, Mike, just of the podcasters out there that really speak to your soul that you just, you love spending time with them because either they're serving you with, you know, actionable things that you can implement in your life that will make your life better, or they're just providing you with, you know, existential experiences that you would Mm -hmm. never have before. And to me, I was so excited to come onto your show, Mike, because to me, I think podcasting is one of those industries that it's so new, you know, it's so baby fresh compared to, you know, let's say music or film or television or these industries, these other media industries that have been around for so long, podcasting so new, and we're only just beginning to break the surface of the creative potential behind. I mean, there's so many creative shows out there. And I think that's one thing people don't, they kind of take for granted that podcasting can also be this really creative medium. It doesn't have to be just you on the mic selling something or teaching something. It it can be just this beautifully creative art form that I, I can't wait to see what, I can't wait to see more artists really embracing that. Yeah. And, you know, you bring that up and I've had some conversations with artists, you know, especially if they're more like visual artists like myself, Right. The question comes of like, well, I'm a visual artist, right? My medium is is to be seen and podcast is audio. What would I possibly have to offer? And so I get into those conversations and say, you know what? There's a lot you can have to offer because you can even supplement a lot of what you're doing visually in, in you know, audio format and say, you know, here's stories behind what it is that I'm doing, what's important to me. Here's who I am as an artist and creative person. Uh, it's it's the ability to get with people and, and let them know more about you, about what you do and how it can connect with people. Uh, as opposed to sometimes, you know, visual art, you're not there with the person who's viewing it a lot of times. You know, it's mm-hmm. hanging on a wall someplace or it's someplace where somebody's taking it in and they're bringing their own um, interpretations and they see things that maybe you didn't even intend, right? And so to be able to have a medium where you can connect on a more intimate way and a different way, um, I think is a great um, partner with say visual medium. Um, and you know, what would you say to anyone who's listening who is like, okay, so 
what I may want to start a podcast. This may sound like a great idea, but what should I do? Like, what's the first thing that I should do in thinking about, okay, maybe I should try this podcasting. Right. The first thing you should do is go listen to other podcasts, especially if you can find other podcasts that are scratching the surface of what you might have in mind as well. And so like what I was talking about before, how there's so much potential for creativity in podcasts, like people sometimes when they hear, oh, I want to start a podcast, they they have this idea in their head that it has to sound a certain way, or it has to be about a certain thing. So go listen to what I call this sort of off, off the wall podcast, the more creative podcast, just so that you can understand just that the sky's the limit as far as how mm-hmm. you want to approach it. So, um, you know, you you can explore fiction podcasts out there. Like Sandra is a, is a great series. That's just like a little bizarre kind of, uh, fiction podcast, uh, love and radio. If you're, if you're interested in storing storytelling or interview interview based shows that you're, you're trying to tell stories in new and creative ways. Like love and radio does this so beautifully. They, they're, they're on the same vein as like a, this American life or radio lab where they're just exploring Mm -hmm. different topics week to week, but they strip out most of the, the host voice or the interviewer's voice so that, and then they weave together the, the, the subject with music and background sounds. And in this just beautiful way, it's like, candy for your ears when you're listening. It's so great. And, um, you know, bizarre shows like everything is alive where every episode is just an interview with an inanimate object. Like we're talking to scissors today and what does scissors (laughs) have to say about being alive? Right. And, uh, or sounds of Disney where it's literally just a guy walking around Disney world with a microphone. Like he doesn't say anything. It's just these are the sounds of Disney world. Right. So there's uh, or welcome to night Vale, where it's just this bizarre, uh, it's every episode is just the, the weather report from this town called night Vale, And it's just this very strange, like today there's three men in cloaks in the dog park. Don't go to the dog park today. I mean, just, <laughs> I could go on and on about, um, the bizarre slash creative, amazing podcasts that are out there. And it's almost like as a visual artist, you know, how do you develop your own sense of style? How do you develop something new to offer to the world, typically you're going to go back and find inspiration from artists from the past. Right. Right. So I'm sure you could talk about that process a lot, but I feel like with podcasting, a lot of people skip that step and they take it for granted and they, they don't learn from the giants who have come before them because that's, that's how we evolve creatively as a culture, right? We take what's been done and then we elevate it and we elevate it more, or we do this other thing or we approach it in this other way. And that's what I want to see more in the podcasting world. Yeah. It's interesting because I think so many times it's you're, you're spot on there where people approach podcasting as far as thinking about it in terms of, well, it has to be, you know, a half hour, an hour format. It has to be this kind of, um, you know, subject matter or, you know, if it's interview based or if it's, you know, solo episodes or whatever it is, people get trapped in thinking like, well, this is what defines what a podcast is. And there is so much more than that. And it's, you get to make the rules on that. You get to make the rules on what do you want it to look like? hundred percent. You know, there are some podcasts that are five minutes long and they get in with something, a, a kind of a nugget that they 
touch on. And, you know, sometimes it's once a week and there are other ones that are daily. I mean, there's so many different choices that you can make yeah. in how and you then show like up. Dan Carlin's uh, hardcore history. He produces maybe two episodes a year, but each episode's like five to six <laughs> hours long. Right. And he's yeah. one of the most successful podcasts ever. So they're there are no rules when it comes to podcasting. Yeah. And I love that. And you're right that that's a place where we can interject um, creativity and see what happens, you know, and, and be okay with trying something and saying, you know what, if I need to adjust this, then I'll adjust it. Um, And having it come from the place of this is what's interesting to me. This is what I feel like I have to bring to the table. Um, You know, even when I started this podcast, I I was thinking to myself, you know, I really enjoy having conversations with creative people and not just, you know, visual artists, but really any creative person. And I really honestly believe that everyone's creative in some way. Um, But finding that thread that says it doesn't matter what the actual creative expression is. But what's the story behind that? What's the process there? What is it that we can learn from each other as we start to talk about these things? Because I know when I was starting out um, in my own business and trying to get a lot of things running up, you know, as far as being an entrepreneur, I felt very alone. I felt very much isolated. And I started listening to podcasts and other people to, to surround myself with those voices and those experiences that would help me give some context, you know, and, and hearing how somebody went through something or hearing how, you know, somebody's story uh, evolved, that gave me greater context for mine to say, oh, you know what, like, actually, this is okay. This is normal. This is part of the journey. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something that was so valuable to me. And I'm like, if I can help be that voice for other people and bring other people on my show to encourage them in maybe they're hearing something on this episode for exactly this moment of what they need, um, then I feel like, you know what, this has been an amazing opportunity to step into, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot of bravery, doesn't it, Mike? To Yeah to put yourself in that, to be an artist and to be an entrepreneur. There's so much overlap in those two roles. Um, and it can be really lonely and scary and and terrifying, um, and, and forces you to really deal with some of your, your, am I allowed to curse on your podcast? It makes you (laughs) deal with your shit a lot. (laughs) A lot of, a lot of stuff comes up when you are, putting, putting yourself in either of those roles. And one thing that really helps me stay grounded and in those moments where I'm just, I'm terrified or I'm questioning everything, or I'm like, you know, who are you to do this or whatnot, um, is to take, take yourself out of yourself for a second and think about those that you're serving. And I think this applies to creative artists as well. Not to say that your art has to serve other people or has to be for other people, but I think there is an opportunity to at least ask yourself that question, you know, what, what does my work do for other people? Does it make them think? Does it make them question? Does it make them have emotions, you know, and if we can take ourselves out of what am I getting out of this? What am, you know, what is this for me? Cause you know, the what's in it for me thing can so often default to, well, I'm just doing this to, you know, feed my kids or pay my bills, mm-hmm. not for everyone, but to be an entrepreneur, a lot of times it can default back to like, oh, I don't want to get out of bed today. I don't want to do this work, but you know, I got sponsors, I got bills, I got whatever. And um, so moments that I feel those thoughts, I'm like, well, 
this isn't about me. This is about my audience. This is about the people that I am so lucky to be able to serve, to be a voice to. And this is my chance to just make their day a little bit better or teach them something new or, you know, for visual artists, like I get to open people's eyes or minds up to this thing that's never existed before. What you have created has never existed before Hmm. until you made it. I just think that's, that's magic. That's like the definition of magic. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's so much opportunity. Um, and you know, I love that you mentioned, you know, about teaching people too, and you have a resource, um, you have pineapple podcast Academy, right. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? If somebody's interested in kind of diving in deeper and, and, and saying, Samantha, can you help me with knowing how to do this podcast thing? Yeah. Pineapple Podcast Academy is my baby. It is my love. It has been a shift for me in the past year where I've really started to shift into teaching other people how to podcast. I still maintain my other podcasts, but that's kind of on autopilot now. And and this was my, um, my reaction to a lot of people asking for my advice all the time. I'd have friends, family, strangers on the internet. Hey, Sam, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about starting a podcast, you know, how do I get started? And, I find that people always ask the wrong questions first. They're always like, what mic do I need? You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, how long should my episodes be? I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's step back, you know, for a second. So I, my course really walks people through, um, first, a lot of the things we've talked about. Okay. First let's throw out what you feel like a podcast has to be. And let's really think about what, what your show could be and what's going to best serve you and your audience. Um, I help people, who they, they like me really need this to work. They really need this to make money. They need this to promote their business or make money in some way. So I help people make really smart decisions around that. You know, how do we define your niche? How do we define your target audience and how do we use SEO and tools and all these things to our advantage to do that? Um, because yeah, I have a big passion for both the creative side of podcasting and the practical side of this is your time. This is your energy. This is your, your creativity. Let's make it, you know, work. Let's have it pay, pay you some decent money to do that. So that's my, my passion project right now. And I've been really, really lucky to walk a a lot of students through this course so far and see them go and publish their podcast and share it with the world. And it's been so much fun. So it's a six week program. It's just an online course that you can go at your own pace but also every week we have uh, group coaching calls with me so people can come on. And that's where I see a lot of the magic happen as well, because people just need to be like, Sam, I've got this idea. Am I crazy? And we walk through or, hey, I made some cover art today. You know, what do you think of it? And we get to to share that and, and students get to talk to each other and get feedback. And so that's been it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And I would imagine, like you said, those, those live calls, I mean, that's really the place where people can contextualize. Cause I know a lot of times, you know, even from my own experiences, when you have things that are self-guided courses that are videos, you're gathering information and then you want that next step. You want that extra touch of, okay, I understand this, but now I need somebody to help me contextualize it to where I'm at or to, to validate something that I'm thinking about so that I'm not just in this vacuum. Um, and to have yeah. that piece, I think is huge for sure. Absolutely. So where can people find this? Yeah. So if they're interested in the course itself, that lives at pineapplepodcasting.com. 
Com. If they're kind of in the stages where they just need to dip their toes in a bit, and they're not sure if this is something they really want to do. I have a, a mini workshop that's completely free that gives you some basic, um, you know, how to get started and how to think about podcasting a little differently. Um, and that's over on my home on the internet, which is samanthaleewright.com. Awesome. We'll be sure to put those in the show notes so people can find those very easily. And, yeah. um, and I'll, I'll mention real quick too, Mike, yeah. I'll send you the link when it's done, but I'm, um, right now wrapping up a project that's been so much fun and very creative is making a quiz for people to be able to take if they're interested in podcasting and it has them answering a lot of questions about some of the things we're talking about, like formatting and how long a podcast should be and should you interview or solo host or, you know, what genre, and it's been fun. I've been working with a guy who is a, a, a coder, you know, he creates codes and stuff. And we've been turning this concept into a quiz of, you know, what is your podcasting style? Mm. And that's been really fun. It feels like one of those choose your own adventure books, you know, that yes. you're creating. And <laughs> it's been really fun making that. So for people that are really stuck on, you know, what kind of podcast I should make and not even knowing what their options are, right? You don't know what you don't know, then that quiz uh, should be a really fun thing for people to be able to do and answer a lot of their questions. So I'll send you that link as soon as it's wrapped up. It should be in the next couple of weeks here. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of fun. I always... (laughs) Those choose your own adventure books, man. I, I always seem to pick the route that was like, you know, you've been eaten by a dragon, you know, you're due. <laughs> like, just give up now. <laughs> exactly. But with this quiz, it sounds like uh, there'll be much more success in the end, helping guide to uh, what's, what's really, um, you know, specific to that person. So that's a, it sounds like a great resource for sure. Um, I'm wondering with, with all this exposure that you have in this living in this world of podcasting day in and day out, um, what do you think the future of podcasting might look like? What, what, what are some things, or maybe some things that you even want to see happen in, as far mm. as podcasting? I don't want to be all doom and gloom here, but because what I see happening lately has really concerned me. I'm very scared for what the future of podcasting could be coming um, because to me, podcasting at its core has always been this bit of a wild west thing, but also a community of let's create free content. Let's create free content for people. And I have a very strong kind of moral compass that to me aligns with let's keep as much content free as we can you know, for my show, as an example, I have every episode is free. Everyone can listen to it. It is supported by ads, which no one likes ads. Of course, you don't want to listen to them. So I have the option. If you don't want to have to listen to ads, then you can give me money, right? You can pay money. So you've got that option. But what I see happening more and more now is people putting their content itself behind a paywall without the option of you know, Hey, you can also listen for free with ad supported listens. And that really scares me. And then I also see the whole Spotify versus Apple war that's happening. And it's, it's pushed things forward in a good way. In some regards, it's made Apple kind of wake up and be like, Oh, maybe we should 
stop neglecting podcasts and make some developments on our podcast app. But I see a lot of creatives now, you know, now our show is exclusive to Spotify or exclusive to Apple. And I'm like, no, let's just all keep it one big, happy family melting pot right. where we're all just together. So maybe that's my nativity again, wanting podcasts to stay, you know, free and open source forever. Um, so my fear is that it's going to become more like more bubbles, you know, now people who don't have money aren't going to be able to hear the thoughts and the words of people who might disagree with them or help them think in a different way. And that, um, that kind of terrifies me. So if I could do like one plug for all podcast creators out there is please just don't put your content itself behind a paywall. Like always give the option for ad supported listens, uh, if you can, and then have the option for people that want to pay. Um, so that's my, yeah, that's my pessimistic view of podcasting, <laughs> but on an optimistic level, I do find, you know, microphones are getting so much more affordable. It's easy, easier and easier to get good quality content, you know, from your home, if you know the right steps to, to put in place. And I, I teach that in my course, you know, how to set up your home studio and how to adjust your microphone settings and whatnot. But, you know, it, it's sort of like the, the, the iPhone movement of everyone's got a camcorder now, mm -hmm. you know, now it's just people can create content so easily. And with a podcast, especially it's so inexpensive to get started that, you know, a, a person who lives in the middle of nowhere that has an important story to share or has the ability to just connect to the internet. You know, if you can just connect to the internet, you can put a show out there that could literally reach anyone around the world so easily and so inexpensively that to me, that's such a, a, a great beacon of hope for the the more and more interconnectivity that podcasting can create for us as a, as a global society. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Um, and you know, I totally resonate with the fact of things, the, 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 the bar of entry being lowered enough, especially with technology, um, case in point, I had, a, uh, an episode, a few episodes ago where I recorded it. I was away, I was traveling and I knew that I wanted to do this solo episode, just sharing some thoughts about this event that I was at and some things that came out of that. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I have this time I'm in my hotel room. I didn't pack all my podcasting gear, but I had this, you know, lavalier mic that basically plugged right into my iPhone and um, you know, an app that recorded it straight to, you know, the iPhone. And then when I was able to just transfer it to my laptop and do the, the editing that I needed, I mean, it was so, simple. And if I had thought to myself, well, there's too many barriers where I can't pack my right. equipment and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but taking advantage of these things, just like no excuses. Um, and yeah. because of that, I was able to record that episode and get it out there. And, you know, I know that people resonated with it. So that at the end of the day, again, is the thing I think that drives everything, you know? Yeah. It's such a beautiful thing. And that's why I'm, my, my, my hope for the world is that we get internet into more places that need it. Like, wouldn't you love to hear a podcast from someone, you know, in a third world country that has these amazing stories that need to get heard. And if they just had internet, right, they could share it with the world. Like that's when I hear about those infrastructure programs happening in, in countries that don't have easy access to electricity or internet, I get real excited when, when those infrastructures come into place. Cause my first thought honestly is like, Oh, I can't wait to hear the podcasts that come out of that area. 
<laughs> yeah, but it's true because there are stories and experiences that are not part of our everyday. And when we can get exposed to that, that can help change us too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we're just about at the top of our time, but I'd love to ask you one last question. And that would be, is there a piece of advice that someone gave to you, or maybe you read it in a book, encountered it someplace that you keep coming back to again and again, that's been really helpful for you so far? Yeah. The most impactful piece of advice I ever heard was from John Lee Dumas talking about, specifically talking about starting a podcast, but this can apply to a a lot of different areas in life. Um, And especially in business is uh, niche down, niche down again, and then niche down till it hurts. And that was a piece of advice that really helped me decide, you know, what kind of podcast I wanted to do on a practical level, on a business level, it makes, it makes so much sense, but on a, on a more general level, knowing it really just means know who you're serving and don't be afraid to serve that one person metaphorically, you know, that represents that one area of your zone of genius that you get to have a lot of fun with that you get to love on those people so hard. So as, you know, as an artist, as a business owner, stop trying to please everyone, stop trying to figure out, you know, how you're going to reach, you know, all the people on the planet with your message or your service or your art and think about, you know, who do I get to serve? Who am I so privileged to be able to help in some way and focus in on, even if it's just that one Mm -hmm. person, you love them hard. And then, success will grow from there. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, such wisdom in that for sure. Um, Thank you for sharing that. Um, And I know that this is going to speak to a lot of people who are listening right now to be able to, to drill down, serve that person and just know, uh, know that person well and keep coming back again and again, building that relationship. Um, That's really what it's all about. At the end of the day, I believe is building relationships, having that impact and serving each other for sure. So Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well said. Well, I want to thank you for our time today, Samantha. And uh, again, I'm encouraging anybody who is interested in checking out your course uh, to come alongside you to listen to more of your amazing insights and uh, that can help them start their own podcast. Uh, be sure to check that out. So thank you so much again. Thank you so much, Mike. It's been so much fun. And thanks for letting me share, share all my ramblings with your audience. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, it's all good. I love it. Love it. Thanks for listening today. I'd appreciate it if you would subscribe, leave a rating and a review. It really helps this podcast be seen and heard by others.